Hey folks, Ryan Kennedy here. Welcome back to the show. Today I'm talking about a topic that is immensely important when it comes to your overall nutrition and your success with your long-term uh, nutrition because so much of the conversation these days and for the last several decades for that matter has been focused around calories, counting and restricting calories, which just so everyone is aware, calories is just a unit of measurement to measure the amount of energy in a certain food and everyone's come to associate calories as the end-all be-all with your nutrition. But what I'm gonna break down and really outline in this episode is that it's so much more complex than that and having a calorie-focused model does not serve you. So I'm sure many of you have been told that the amount of calories you're eating is the most important factor in your nutrition. And if you have been told this, you're not alone. You know, I've had so many patients and students come to me over the years thinking this exact same thing. This concept of calories in, calories out, eat less, exercise more, it's so widespread in the nutrition and health industries, but only thinking about calories and food, it tells you so little. It doesn't take into account the hormonal aspects, the metabolic pathways, and the biochemical functions. And so using calories as your only parameter to measure your food would be like trying to measure your overall health status by only your weight. Like, yes, it's important. And yes, if you weigh 400 pounds, there's clearly an issue. Same thing goes with calories. It's one tool, one measuring device. But this calorie-focused model, it doesn't, it kind of falls apart in the real world when you start to look at the plethora of factors that come into play, which I'm going to outline in the course of this episode. So it seems like a reasonable theory at first glance. It would make sense that, you know, consuming less calories and exercising more would be the key to fat loss. And that, you know, you have less energy intake and more energy expenditure. So you have to burn fat in order to maintain homeostasis. But there is one major flaw in this logic. And that's that calories are not created equal. You know, our bodies are not some rudimentary machine. Attempting to simplify nutrition into just calories and neglecting the myriad of other factors that are at play, it really doesn't benefit anyone. We're composed of a series of complex metabolic pathways and there's so many more components that come into play when it comes to how your body will utilize those calories and the effects that they're going to have on your metabolism, your gut microbiome, your hormonal balance, and so on and so forth that it just doesn't make sense. I mean, does it make sense to you that a 200 calorie donut comprised of mainly sugar and starch and inflammatory fats would have the same effect on our bodies? as a 200 calorie filet of wild caught salmon, which is mostly healthy fats and protein. You know, the foods that we consume have a direct effect on our hormones. So clearly those foods are not gonna be the same, even though they're the same number of calories, they're not gonna have the same effect. You know, the, the high glycemic foods like the starches and sugars are gonna cause a big rise in blood sugar, which is gonna elevate insulin, and chronic insulin is going to lead to more fat storage and make it very difficult to burn body fat. So there's so many things that come into play with this equation. And it also comes back to a number of factors when it comes to sustainability, which I'm going to get into later on. So the reality is counting and restricting calories leads to long-term weight gain in the vast majority of people. And I'm going to share some statistics with you later that are going to be mind-boggling. Uh, what we really should be focused on are the type of foods we're eating, not just simply how many calories. You know, I've, uh, for example... A study looked at two test groups. One was eating a whole food sandwich and the other was eating a processed food sandwich. 
They're both structurally the same in terms of carbs, fats, proteins, and, and also total calories. But the group consuming the processed foods had a 50% less burn, caloric burn, than, eating, than the group eating the whole foods. So right off the bat, you got the same macronutrient profile with carbs, fats, and proteins, same calories, but the processed foods caused a down-regulation in your metabolism, which led to a lower overall caloric burn following the foods. So because that food was heavily processed, it had a dramatic difference in how our bodies metabolized it and how many calories were burned versus stored. The other thing to, to take into consideration is that some foods are simply not fully digested in the human GI tract because their mission is to reproduce and spread their seeds via our poop. So the makeup of our microbiome plays a key role in how many calories you burn versus store. And coming back to that example of processed food versus whole foods, we consume a, a whole food, your body might consume or actually absorb rather approximately 70% of those calories. Whereas when we consume processed food, your body is absorbing almost 100% of those calories. None of the caloric calculators like you know the fitness pal or the you know chronometer or any of these apps that people use to punch in these calorie equations and add up their total calories none of these take that into account none of these really weigh the differences between calories and how your body doesn't absorb the same amount in different foods so the whole paradigm is already falling apart as you can tell by just outlining the facts of your body absorbs different amounts based on the food intake and your body burns different amounts to digest that food based on what you're eating. It's called the thermogenic effect of food. You know, your body has to burn more calories and burn more energy in the form of calories to digest protein, for example, than it does carbohydrates. That doesn't take into account when someone just says, eat 1800 calories a day or eat 1200 calories a day. It's so myopic. And coming back to the gut bacteria, the composition of your gut bacteria is really, uh, it plays a large role in your propensity to lose versus gain weight, you know? And one, one, this is one explanation to why people who are similar height, similar weight, similar activity level have completely different results when it comes to weight loss versus weight gain, even when consuming a very similar diet. I'm sure you know people in your life who eat maybe even way more lousy than you do. They're eating fast food, they're eating all this junk food, all this candy, that they don't gain an ounce. And you're like, it doesn't make sense. How can they stay lean and eat all these freaking foods? Well, it's because it's not just about the calories, folks. It's also about the microbiome composition and the different bacteria and microbes they have in their gut and also their metabolism, which comes down to a number of other factors that go above and beyond just calories. So <clears throat> I'm not here to say that calories don't matter at all because they can be a useful metric in certain instances. And I do believe, similar to weight, there's a place in time to measure calories and make sure you're getting enough and make sure you're you know, meeting your needs. But the conversation shouldn't be focused around solely calories. It needs to be broadened. It needs to take into account micronutrients, hormonal effects, how these foods affect your metabolism, how these foods affect your energy and your satiety. Do they keep you full for four or five hours after you eat them? Or do they leave you feeling hungry and craving more after 90 minutes? You know, these are very important distinctions to take into consideration because the human body metabolism are very, very, very complex. And using this reductionist approach to center the nutrition conversation solely around calories is just not wise. And when people rely on this calorie restriction model, the long-term success rate is freaking horrendous. It fails miserably. The 
probability of an obese person attaining a normal body weight when using a calorie restricted model is one in every 210 people, meaning a massively high percentage of people, I'm talking well over 99% fail to achieve long-term weight loss with a calorie focused approach. You know, this regular caloric restriction, eat, eat less, move more, it fails miserably folks, yet the industry keeps coming back to that as the main recommendation for weight management. It's literally the definition of insanity, doing the same thing and expecting a different result. So you might be asking like, Ryan, why? Why would so many quote unquote professionals in the nutrition space, the health and the fitness space, why would they recommend calorie restriction when the studies and the science clearly shows it doesn't work for over 99% of people? Like those are horrendous odds. Well, I have a few theories about this. First, first of all, miseducation. You know, people are simply unaware of these facts I'm sharing, even if they're in the industry. And they've been misled by a lot of the corruption in the education system they received. You know, like dietetics programs, for example, if you work with a registered dietitian, dietetic programs are funded by big food conglomerates, General Mills, Kellogg. I mean, these companies that make all the processed foods and cereals and grains and all the garbage food, they fund the education which means they have a say in what gets taught. And when people think you just restrict calories and keep eating their garbage processed food and that's okay, well, guess what? That's good for their bottom line. Same thing with medical schools. Medical schools give almost zero, very, very little education in nutrition. So they just aren't taught about this stuff. They don't know it. And it comes back to just ignorance and also arrogance of the health professionals who's, who's failing to look outside of this outdated paradigm for answers. Um, and then there's another theory I have, which again, I think most people that get into this field of health and wellness and nutrition are good people. I think they have great intentions, but this calorie focused model does create a very positive reoccurring business model because what happens, hear me out, what happens is when people lose weight and then they gain it back, well, now they return back to the nutrition coach or the health professional that helped them lose the weight in the first place. This creates reoccurring clients. And, it, and I admit, it provides a good business model because you have that person continually cycling back and forth and coming back and back for you to, for help and paying for your services. When you correct the underlying root cause like I do in my functional medicine practice, you change their life for good. They don't need me anymore, which is my main goal. I help my students and my patients become self-sufficient so they can optimize their health without the need of anyone else but themselves. They, their health is in their hands. But I'll be the first one to admit, the way I run my practice and help people isn't necessarily great for generating tons of revenue or reoccurring business. It's not ideal for making tons of money on my end, but it truly is ideal and the optimal way for the patient which I'm, which I'm working with. And that's what I really care about. So a lot of people see the approach I use in my functional medicine practice you know, using targeted intermittent fasting with proper meal timing, regulating hunger and satiety hormones, improving gut health. And they'll claim that some of the benefits are coming from a reduction of calories. They're like, it all comes back to the same thing, right? You're just going about it by different means. But that's not the mechanism here. That's a fringe benefit, perhaps. But I get the same results even when I have patients consume the same amount of calories or consume more calories than they used to consume 
and yet they lose more weight, they feel better, they have more energy, they improve their digestion, they improve their sex drive, they improve their brain function, their sleep improves, all these variables get better, even though they're eating more total calories. And I'm not trying to rebrand the diet culture here. The truth is, my philosophy comes back to this. You have to get healthy first in order to lose weight. Not try and lose weight to get healthy. So many people have it backwards. They go on this restrictive diet trying to starve themselves because, you know, that's what they've learned. That's what they feel is the right way. You just eat less. That's the only option. You got to just consume less food. But they're not looking at the food choices. And the reality is on these restrictive diets, it's only a matter of time until they give up and quit because that it's unsustainable and it's downright miserable. Who likes to feel hungry all the time? Like that's not a good quality of life. And it leaves you, it literally sets you up for failure because when you give up, you're left worse off than when you started because now you've downregulated your metabolic rate. You've created even more nutrient deficiencies and you're still metabolically inflexible and unhealthy. So now you're in a position like you've worse than when you started. So it makes it exponentially more difficult. And that's why you see people who will restrict calories to 1500. And they'll say, okay, I hit a plateau. I'm, I'm not losing weight anymore. Let me restrict it to 1200. And then they'll say, okay, like that worked for a little while, but let me restrict it down to a thousand until they're eating almost no food. They're cold all the time. Their hair's falling out. They feel terrible. Their skin's a mess and they're just unhappy. And I see it all the time. People coming to me in my practice in that situation. And I have to teach them these things about how it's not just eating less food. It's about changing your food choices, aiming for food quality, because when you consume the right types of foods and you focus on quality and a multitude of other factors I teach, the food quantity tends to take care of itself because eating too many calories is really the result of neurochemical imbalance and hormonal dysregulation. You know, you're, you're in a position where the metabolic machinery in your body is setting you up to crave food, to, eat, oh, to overeat, to consume these foods that are hyperpalatable and nutrient void, which creates this cyclical downward spiral and really makes this an uphill battle. And it doesn't have to be. That's the beautiful thing is when you start to shift your approach and you start to go with the things I teach people, it's really addressing weight loss from a completely different paradigm. And you know what? It works. It works long term and it works incredibly well. One, because it's enjoyable. People are actually eating enough food and they're actually feeling good. Number two is because it's shifting the underlying mechanisms causing you to be overweight. And number three, it's because it's providing you with a significantly higher quality of life. You feel great. And when you have more energy and you feel good, you don't skip your workouts. You get to sleep on time and you actually get deep, good quality sleep. You start to rebalance the hormones. You start to feel satisfied and satiated after eating and you're not hungry all the time. I mean, the list goes on and on. And yet people have people in the health and nutrition space that are, again, quote unquote, professionals, practitioners, they say that the benefit of any diet is due to caloric restriction. And that's just so backwards and myopic. It's discarding the profound benefits and the profound impact of micronutrients, of hormonal balance, of gut microbiome, of inflammation. When your cells are inflamed, it makes it very hard to burn body fat. Of glycemic variability, having good regulation in your blood sugar and a whole host of other factors. So when you change your approach and implement the guidance and protocols I teach, it becomes exponentially easier to lose weight. And more importantly, 
sustain that weight loss in a way that's actually enjoyable. So obviously, like I said, calories are part of the conversation, but it's not the end all be all. Our bodies are more than just a, than just a calculator. Our body's more of like a chemistry lab. So at the end of the day, foods are really instructors to our biochemistry, our microbiome, our hormones, and you need to assess how the food choices you are making are instructing your body to move in one direction towards health or in the opposite direction away from health. And the food choices and food quality is what mattered the most, not just calories. You don't have to cut calories and live in a state of restriction to have success with your weight loss, all right? And so many of my patients end up eating more calories than they did prior to coming to me for help, and it trips them out. They're like, dude, I'm gonna gain all this weight. Like, I don't think this is gonna work. I'm like, just give me 30 days. Trust me, you came to me for a reason. Give it a shot. The results will speak for themselves. And because they aren't having to obsessively track everything on their food tracking apps, they, they're like, wow, this is actually easier and, and so much more enjoyable. And then over the course of the next week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, they see the weight dropping. They see their blood profiles improving. They see their overall quality of life skyrocketing. So it's time to shatter the diet culture and get out of this restrictive dietary prison. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, this episode today. Hope you learned something. Share it along to anyone in your life who's been counting and restricting calories, anyone who has a very calorie-focused approach. Share this information with them. Enlighten them to understand there are other ways and better ways to go about healthy weight loss and to really address the root cause of their weight struggles. Tune in for next next week's episode. I'm going to be diving into more powerful and empowering information surrounding health, wellness, and functional medicine. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you found it helpful, please share it along to anyone else you believe it can serve. You can find the show notes and resources we discussed at ryankennedyshow.com. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review for the show. Your feedback helps to support me on my mission to positively impact as many people as possible with this information. Much love, everyone.